Okay, welcome everyone to the Miseducation of Sheltered Bill. Bill, podcast. he's already started the thing. Don't interrupt him. Oh, you, you okay. fucking Got it. clowns. Uh, yeah. So we've started, Bill. Um, please don't interrupt. Uh, no, I was good this time. I didn't say a word. Yeah. Uh huh. You were planning on just, it. I could tell. Yeah, I was just eating my Reese's pieces. Not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Did you call him Reese's Pieces? No, I said Reese's Pieces. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard anybody say. It's like, is it is that an oxymoron? I'm not sure. Or are you just an actual moron? <laughs> I think the latter. In case you're new to the podcast, uh, I'm your host, Ryan White. We're here to talk to Bill about uh, all sorts of different things that he's never heard of or seen. And uh, get his hot takes on him, have him give us a review, and then he's going to put that thing on the old clamometer. That's right. Also with us is Rick Bailey. Hi, guys. I'm here again. And today, Rick figured out how to use the microphone all on his own. Mm. (laughs) We're trying. We're trying over here. I mean, third try. Third try was a charm. (laughs) We're going for less... The over-under on dropping the microphone on the floor for Rick is two today. I think I got it pretty locked in, but we'll find out. I got later. the over. Okay. Okay. What are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, myself, I have a little bit of um, Evan Williams, bottled in Bond, on a big giant ice cube. Why? Is it round? It is a spherical ice cube. I like it. Um, I'm drinking the... Uh, <laughs> Breakside Brewing Portland IPA, double dry hopped. It's pretty delicious. What kind of muddled fruit are you drinking? I am drinking a Social Club Citrus Gimlet Hard Seltzer. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I feel like those aren't even the right order of words and how you're supposed to say that. And that's how it's on the... It says, classic cocktail meets refreshing seltzer. Perfectly balanced seltzer with bright citrus notes and a hint of juniper. Anybody who drinks that, I don't want to be in that club. (laughs) Well, you're a member of this club. (laughs) Bottoms up. I'm out. (laughs) Cheers. And for those reasons, I'm out. (laughs) All right. So, what did we watch this week? I forget. We watched a long, long bit of a western. We what? What was that movie? That was all, good, the bad, and the ugly. Was what we watched. What did did that top three hours or come in just under three hours? Right about right, almost right yeah, at three hours. Two hours fifty eight, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. two VHS tapes. Sure, and that's how we all watch movies. Rick. I mean, that's how I used to watch it. <laughs> it was at least three reels in my setup. Let's see, there you go. I I streamed it on Amazon. So, which which I've got a question about this um, before we really dive into, like, substance of the movie. Um, I couldn't tell if Amazon was messed up or not, but Rick, you watched it on DVD, right? Of course. So, is... When you watch this movie, do the... Does the words they're saying match the way their lips are moving? No, and... So you don't know why that is? Well, it 
I, I'll tell you what, I, I restarted the movie six times on Amazon <laughs> trying to figure out if it was my internet connection or some kind of code on my TV or why the words weren't matching up, but it was frustrating. <laughs> and I did don't you know. look on the internet when you were done? No. Oh, so that's because everybody in that movie, except for Clint Eastwood, Blondie, Angel Eyes, and Tuco, are all Italian and Italian-speaking. That movie was dubbed over because it was made in Italy. So everybody in that movie, besides those three, weren't speaking English through that entire movie. Okay, that makes sense. It, yeah, because it, it looked like it had been dubbed over in English. Have you ever heard the term spaghetti western? Uh, yeah. That's what this was. Okay, was I don't. Italy. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> uh, yeah. So spaghetti western, it is a whole genre. Um. Sergio Leone, who's the director of this movie, um, did several in a series with similar casts, and this is the most famous. So, Bill, what do you think? Yes, sir. What do you think of a Western? Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, if this is Westerns, I'm full. <laughs> like, I don't want a second helping of spaghetti, Mom. Uh, that, that, oh, boy. Okay. Wait, Here's the, was there vomit on your sweater already? And was it mom's spaghetti? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know what that is. Have you ever heard? There's a rapper. His name's Eminem. You ever heard of him before? Yeah, yeah. The real Slim Shady. <laughs> there it is. Yep. The real one, not the fake one. Right. Have you ever seen his movie, Eight Mile? Ooh. You and I might have seen it years and years ago in the theater. Anyway, that's a line from one of his songs from Lose Yourself from that movie. But anyway. Okay. Proceed. <laughs> cool. Uh, before we get too far off track. <laughs> uh, so one thing I did notice, you know, we've talked about how a lot of these movies, I hear stuff and I'm like, oh, I've heard that quoted before. Right. So this whole movie was predominated by the, uh, you know, is that a word? Predominated? I, I don't think so. I was <laughs> going to wait till you were done talking to ask you if that was actually a word. but Yeah, I can see it on your face. Uh, <laughs> this whole word was permeated, maybe? There you go. Uh, by that, like, doo-doo-doo-doo. And... Yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, that, was, that was better than mine. But um, that music i've heard a lot like whenever anyone is like you know you're watching a sitcom and someone comes in and it's like standoff or they're staring each other down and and you hear that music play so i had no idea that 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 music riff call it a riff yeah so and so that, that edu educational yeah that is like audio code for there's gonna be a showdown like at any time Right, yeah, yeah. Like, everything since then, basically, they use that music when it's, like, showdown time. Yeah. Okay, so, a few things <laughs> about this movie. Um, why the hell do they keep calling Clint Eastwood Blondie? Right? Because yeah. <laughs> he's not, not blonde at all? He's not blonde at all! And when they're in that first prison camp, right? Yeah. Uh the like sad band is playing while Tuco's getting the crap beat out of him. Yeah. Uh, there's like nine guys in that band that are more blonde than Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and then Tuco tells Angel Eyes, 
uh, I don't know the name on the grave. Blondie knows it. And they're like, oh, we know who he's talking about. There's obviously only one guy called Blondie around here. Well, maybe that's just what Tuco's called him forever. And everyone knows that. Um, can I tell you something real quick? Can I interject with that part of the movie? Um, when I watched it, when I rewatched it this week, I discovered something. I've probably seen this movie, I'd say, 20 times in my life. And at that point in the movie... For my whole life, including when I was 40 years old, <laughs> that's where I fall asleep. At Always when they get to that first prison camp. And then when I rewatched it, I so I fell asleep again. And then I watched it the next day. And I realized, like, there's a chance I never got all the way through the movie my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure once or twice, but I don't remember some of the scenes. <laughs> so it's been quite a while. It's very interesting. Um, yeah. So do you... Th- do you Let's, think that Blondie? Wait, sorry. Do you think that Tuco calls Clint Blondie because he's like the white guy of the group, and Tuco is Spanish? He just calls any you know pale skinned guy Blondie. Like that was nineteen sixties lingo or eighteen hundreds lingo, eighteen sixties lingo for uh, uh, gringo. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I have no idea. That's a that's a good theory. The other the theory I had was the script was written before they had a cast, and <laughs> well, then they're like, well, something interesting." Clint Eastwood, he's the Western guy. Well, right. And what's interesting, Bill, that you may you won't know because you don't know a lot of things <laughs> is the series. So there's a whole series of these movies with Clint Eastwood as you know the guy. You know, he's the cowboy. He's the man. Um. It's called The Man With No Name. I mean, the series is called The Man With No Name because he doesn't have a name in any of the movies. So, I I mean, I guess his name is Blondie, but they, he doesn't actually have a name. Yeah, no, no real name. Yeah. Okay. So, run, rundown of how I understood the plot of this movie going, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, this movie was not about what I thought it was about, but I, I'm not sure I know what it is about. Uh, so, the bad... Angel Eyes, which, great nickname for him, too. Uh, He had blue eyes. Okay. Are you trying to say he doesn't have Angel Eyes? (laughs) Like, there is a Jennifer Lopez movie called Angel Eyes 2, I believe. So, you know, maybe... Angel Eyes 2? (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Uh, So, he goes and he kills this guy and his son because some other guy who's sick in bed told him to kill this guy finds out that Bill Carson is the name that someone who stole this money is going by. Right? Right. Okay. So then he goes back, well, he takes the, also takes the thousand dollars from the guy he killed and goes back and kills the guy that hired him to kill him. Right? Because he says he always finishes a job. Yeah, because, yep, he got more money. Right. Sure. He finished both jobs and got paid right. for them both. And then... We don't see him again till that halfway point in the movie where you fall asleep, right? Like he pretty much, he finds out that, oh yeah, they went into the desert and are never coming back. And apparently he's now like joined up with the Union Army and is their like second highest ranking member in charge of beating the crap out of prisoners. Right. Yeah, I... I find that part a little bit weird. Like how the hell did he get That's there? The how is he a, a sergeant... And then he's also, like, threatening the commandant. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. As long as you're commandant, we'll follow your rules. But not for long, asshole. 
Yeah, you're like, is he about to smother him with that pillow or not? Well, and Angel Eyes was, they were, he was in the Confederacy, right? No, he was he, in the Union he's just Army. A, I thought I think they were I thought they were Confederates. No, because that's I I would have thought that too, but they're not because what happens is uh when well back up for a second. So like then Tuco who's the ugly guy, right? Yeah. And and Blondie's the good guy, which is a pretty loose term for what he is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> because right. he's the good and basically his job is he brings in this guy who's wanted for a heinous list of crimes, collects the reward money, and then frees him, splits it with him, and does it again in another town. <laughs> the list of crimes is amazing it's when they the, go yeah, through it's it. It's pretty good. There's some great ones. Yeah. 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 So so he's definitely a villain <laughs> right. in this. And then he's also the one who like backstabs his friend and goes, I don't think you're ever going to be worth more than $3,000 and takes the whole money and leaves him in the middle of the desert. Right. But he's, he's really good looking. So he can't be the ugly. Sure. But, but seriously, like I have written down here when I was watching this, like at, at least in the beginning of the movie, I wrote 40 minutes in and the bad seems a lot more noble. And like, like true to his word or true to his ethos and true to like what he believes is right in his, like, I always finish a job that I'm paid for. I can't be bribed. I can't be bought. Like he seems a lot more noble than Blondie does. Yeah. Um, but let's go over to the ugly. Do you not think that Tuco is like the most amazing character in that movie? And he's awesome. And he's a great villain. I don't think he's a villain though. You think he's a villain? I think he's always trying to get over on everybody else, including Blondie and Angel Eyes. But he never tried to screw Blondie before Blondie screwed him first and left him for dead in the middle of the desert. Well, he told him he wanted more money the first, you know, on the first scene when they re- save him. Yeah, because he was the one hanging from the noose. Yeah, because it's his neck. I don't know. I yeah. love Tuco. Um, I do too. Hey, is is that where Tuco in Breaking Bad gets his name from? I mean, I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, it's just the only other Tuco you've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a uh, Spanish language nickname. More okay. than anything. Are we avoiding the word Mexican here? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess you're not. <laughs> it's the citrus um, gimlet talking. <laughs> uh, Said every white guy ever. <laughs> can I interject something about Westerns? Please. All right. So when I was watching this movie, this happens to me with this happens to me with movies from the 70s also, but specifically it happens the 1870s. No, the 1970s, actually, um, and the 80s sometimes, but mostly Westerns. I don't understand money. So right. (laughs) No, that's. The money doesn't make any sense in this movie. Like, right, because don't you feel like in the Western times, I looked, I looked it up that night and I can't remember all of it, but I did read that if you lived in, I think it was like Minneapolis or somewhere and you bought a three story house, it would cost you $250 back in 1860s, like the same year of that movie. Clint Eastwood was making two to three thousand dollars every time they would get Tuco off the thing. And I was like, right. And Angel Eyes is killing a guy for 500. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then they're like, we're going to go get $200,000. 
and they don't just want to split it up because I guarantee like you could have lived real good off what is it seventy five thousand dollars or more like that seems yeah and like, so pretty good that that value the the amount of gold translated for price of gold now over eighteen million dollars now <laughs> right yeah right and they're like I want it all yeah yeah except wait no so Clint Eastwood wants it all Tuco wants it all Angel Eyes says. I'm not a greedy man. I only want half. <laughs> He's the real hero of this film. I could see that. I love Angel Eyes too. Yeah. Angel, um, wait, is that the, is that the J Lo movie? <laughs> yes, Angel Eyes too. We're gonna watch that one next. Awesome. I've Universally lauded movie Angel Eyes too. Uh, okay, so now let's let's get into Tuco for a minute here because wait, hang on, before you get there, since we just wrapped up what this movie was about. Let me tell you what IMDb's description of this movie is. It's one sentence long. A bounty hunting scam joins two men in an uneasy alliance against a third in a race to find a fortune in gold buried in a remote cemetery. That's which, the whole thing. Which two men are joined against the third? They're I saying Tuco and, and Blondie against Angel Eyes? Yeah. yeah. Even though, like, Angel so. Let's continue this theme for a minute because after they leave the Union Station, it's Angel Eyes and Blondie that are like in league with each other. And Angel Eyes said, "Hey, you you show me what grave it is. I'm not a greedy man. I'll split the money with you." Right? Right. Yeah, but he doesn't now, trust him. Sure, no one trusts anyone. Got it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Clint Eastwood shoots one of the guys that's like following them. That's in league with angel eyes kills him. And then he's like, I've got a bullet in my gun for each of you. Right. Well, I think, I think where the bad and the good differ is the bad, you know, angel eyes. He's a hitman. His only job is killing people. Blondie. Yeah. He's doing some scams and stuff, but he doesn't outward and out kill people for a living. But the movie opens with him straight up murdering three guys that are trying to catch Tuco for the reward themselves. Yeah. I feel like also, don't <laughs> you think that the biggest problem with this movie is what is Clint Eastwood's deal with how much he hates hats? <laughs> yeah. 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 That guy was straight up murder a hat. He just likes to shoot everyone's hat off constantly. Uh, so, so let's talk about he leaves Tuco in the middle of the desert, right? And tells him it's 70 miles to town. Yeah. Not seven, 70 miles. And somehow Tuco makes it and then immediately finds Blondie. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like, like if I just straight up stole $1,500, which is worth six houses. Yeah. Right. So like around here. That would be about $1.5 million. Right. Right. So I, I just screwed you out of that money. I left you in the middle of the desert and told you, Hey, you might be able to walk that way, 70 miles to town. And then I get on my horse and I ride that way to that <laughs> town and <laughs> wait for you to catch yeah. me and then hang out for two to three more days while you walk through the desert. <laughs> right. And, and not only that, but then he gets caught. And he's about to be hung. Like, he's got no way out of that until a random cannonball comes through the window. Okay, right? I need to talk to you about that, too. <laughs> now, I might be confused. And this has been a lifelong question I've had. And I hope that 
this, you know, we might have to edit this out of the podcast because I might sound too stupid. <laughs> Cannonballs explode? No, no. They no. sure seem to in that movie. <laughs> Every Fair. time one of those lands, like later on in the movie, when they're trying to blow up the bridge, okay? Every time one of those goes, it explodes in a huge fireball and people just keep dying. Like, do you have to get hit with a cannonball to die? No. So what? So it just makes a big concussion like a bomb, but with no fire? How do you die from a cannonball attack? <laughs> I think it's like in Armageddon when all the meteors are falling down. <laughs> Okay, so what if you're a pirate and they hit the water? Does your ship explode or capsize or what's happening? Not sure. Okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> hey, Ryan, you may want to get ready to isolate this. I don't understand cannonballs. Right. Hashtag not a pirate. <laughs> Hashtag what's a cannonball? Okay, so cannonball saves Clint Eastwood once, right? And then he takes off. And apparently Tuco is like an incredibly skilled tracker because he hunts him <laughs> through the desert by like checking his fire and smoking his discarded cigars. Well, and I mean, that, that's all he did. He just kept waiting until one of them was wet and and could smoke it. And then catches Clint Eastwood again. Right. Do you feel like Clint Eastwood like sucks? What could have been a super spreader <laughs> of some kind of disease? Because like, a lot of people put his cigars in their mouths and he was sucking on those things for a long time. <laughs> that guy that was dying, he's like, here, put this in your mouth. And like, yeah, don't, don't isolate that one either. Here, put this in your mouth. <laughs> uh, so fact, time. fact check corner here. Uh, apparently exploding cannonballs have existed since medieval times, but they never used them because they could never time the fuse correctly to explode when they needed them to. Right, so and that's not what that's they not what exist. they're doing. I mean, yeah, it, they exist, but they were never used really. So the maybe every time a movies, cannonball lands, it's hitting a landmine. Every time a cannonball lands, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> angel eyes. <laughs> an angel eyes gets his wings. Something like that. I mean, okay, yeah. So I just don't understand cannonballs, and that's I'm okay with that. I've accepted that in my life. Right. Okay. So then, Tuco catches Blondie again. Right. Okay, so Tuco catches Blondie a second time, drags him through the desert till he's all blister-faced and trying to take his title of the ugly away from him, right? Oh, it grosses and, me out drink, so bad. His face is and, so bad. And yeah. drink foot water. Yeah, and so then he's about to make him walk a 100 miles to the nearest town, which I'm sure he'd have no problem doing in this movie. But uh, then... The stagecoach comes through and Bill Carson is there and dies and reveals the name of the graveyard to Tuco. Tuco runs to get him water, comes back. He's revealed the name on the grave to Blondie and then died. And so now they each have a piece of the information. And now they're like best buds again. Right. It's um, because of we, the fucking money. <clears throat> yeah. We need to go back. Um, when Tuco gets to the city. Uh, after being lost in the desert forever, the scene when he goes and builds his own gun is my favorite scene of the movie. I think with that old man, like breaks into a store, oh, yeah, takes his whiskey. Oh, speaking of money, whiskey. I looked that up. Cost twenty five cents per. I think it was gallon back then. So because <laughs> it was cheaper, it was cheaper than water and everything else, and it was also better for you because it wasn't disgusting, right? Um. But I think about, I also think about Tuco. You watch that scene. He makes this gun. 
that guy's like, okay. And then they go out back and they shoot it. He's like as good of a shot as Blondie is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he like, remember he cuts those guys in half. Yeah. And it's like, right at the he head. stomps well, on the and ground. And then that guy that comes stuff. up with, then that guy comes up with the bricks on his hands and no legs. And he's like, Hey, shorty. <laughs> yeah. That guy's awesome. I love that guy. What do you say? He says, right, anyway, uh, sorry. I just had to talk about, cause I love that scene. Hey, short soldier. Carry on short soldier or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. And then he goes directly yeah. into the yeah. bar, like, pour me so, some whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So these, so then like, yeah, they get to this union camp and Angel Eyes is there running the army somehow. And, you know, it interrogates Tuco, takes him to get beat up and murdered. And then he and Blondie join forces together. Right. So then they go to this like bombed out shell of a city where somehow Tuco has, and maybe I missed this part, but somehow Tuco escapes, right? He like, oh, I remember on the train. Yeah. He like goes to take a pee on the train and he grabs the yeah, guard yeah. and jumps off and beats him with rock and then hides under the train, right? Then he catches the train and he ends up in the same town as these other two again after all of that. Like, are these the only three guys in the West that they keep running into each other? Well, there's not that many towns, right? And they're all heading yeah. towards they're all heading towards the same place. They're trying to get to the cemetery. Okay. Right. They don't want to go too okay, far so, away. Okay. So let's talk about Tuco taking a bath here for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I've so, been waiting for this on pins and needles. Yeah. So he really gets the bubble bath going, like nice and frothy, right? <laughs> and uh <laughs> That other guy bursts in and starts talking to him about how he's going to kill him because he killed his brother or dad or partner or whatever, right? And then Tuco shoots him from the water of the bathtub. He's like bathing with his gun, which apparently works fine when wet. And then he does say one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is uh, when it's when you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, well, shooting a wet gun, it is a Colt Navy revolver, so it works when wet. Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah, so because it's Navy, it works when wet. Yes. So anyway, then like somehow he runs into Blondie in that town after he kills the guy from the bathtub. No, Blondie Blondie walks in on him and tells him to get dressed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, put your drawers on and something. So apparently Angel Eyes is just like going to let Clint Eastwood wander around town unsupervised. So he's like, yeah, I'll catch up with you later. Like, why is why is Clint Eastwood just wandering around by himself? Him and Tuco are going to kill Angel Eyes. Not yet. At that point, he's still traveling with Tuco and Angel Eyes is separate and has made it to this town on his own from the train. But that's Uh right after... uh Blondie shoots the one of the henchmen, right? And he right. like gets away somehow. No, he doesn't get away because that's not when they're in the town yet. It's real weird. It's real weird. Tuco and um, Blondie I'm, escape together and then Angel Eyes goes to find them. No, right. I'm saying they meet up together after the bathtub and somehow Blondie's by himself. And that's what doesn't make sense. And then he's like, hey, he's got five guys in this town and they like go through the old west town shooting down henchmen he popped up on the street and was like 
You didn't think I was going to let you go alone, did you? Basically. But that's after. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I know what so Bill's weird. saying. There's, I was thinking the same thing. I just watched it right before we uh, started recording. And uh, I wasn't watching it super carefully because I've seen it a bunch of times. But I did think, like, how did he go from Angel Eyes and Five Henchmen to just hanging out, finding Tuco and getting reinforcements? Kind of weird. Yeah, there's a. It, it's probably in the director's cut. You know, the yeah, six-hour version, the longer one. So anyway, they gun down the five henchmen, but apparently not Angel Eyes, right? Well, and then their best buds setting off on adventure again together and get caught again by the Union Army again five <laughs> minutes later. They had traveled a little ways on horseback. Like, Clint Eastwood is, like, the least successful hero ever. <laughs> Like everything he does fails in this movie, except shooting hats off a guy. <laughs> He's pretty uh, so good at shooting like, hats. He's pretty good at shooting right. hats. So then they come up with the most noble of ideas, which is oh, these two sides of this war are fighting each other over this bridge. Let's just blow up the bridge. Maybe they'll go fight each other somewhere else so we can get our gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a little confused when they meet that. What is he? he? He gets mad and they call him. Is he a captain? Yeah. And he's like, oh, they're like, we want to enlist because they're trying to get away from those guys. And he's like, okay, well, here, drink this. And then they both do. And he's like, all right, you're cool. Like, I didn't understand exactly. Like, that was their one true litmus test was just like, take a pull off this thing. He's like, okay. Well, I would say that in the IMDb credits, that character is titled alcoholic union captain <laughs> yeah no he's he's hammered that whole time but it's just very it's such a weird thing and it's also weird because when they drink it clint is like he takes a little tiny like sip and then tuco like chugs a bunch of it and it's like i mean is it po- like what is wrong what is happening <laughs> well i've oh, yeah. had some um some homemade hooch before i understand that reaction yeah i think it might have been malort <laughs> So now we get to the place where they're afraid they're both going to die. So they're supposed to both tell each other the truth. And Tuco tells Clint, here's where the graveyard is. And Clint says, here's the name where it's buried. Once again, Tuco tells the truth. Clint <laughs> lies and betrays his friend. Well, right? but actually Clint kind of told the truth. No, he didn't. He well, told Bill him Carson the wrong did. name, even though it was the unknown grave next to that name. He still told Bill him Carson told him the same thing, though. He said next. And so he did say that name because I was it's funny because for a while I was like, you're telling me he just made up that random name because that's such a stupid name. Right. right. No, he What's knew that? that he knew the name was there. No, I know he did. But for a while, you're like, you know, it must be true. But then he told him next to that guy's grave. Right. But um, OK, so. So then so Tuco sneaks off in the night. Yep. Gets to the Such graveyard. A noble guy. Right. Gets to the graveyard, starts digging. And then who shows up first? It's Blondie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they're digging and they're digging. And then Angel Eyes shows up and he's got the drop on both of them. Right. And he's got a gun pointed at each of them. And then they find out, oh, it's not there. And only Blondie knows where it's buried. Were you super annoyed how lazy Blondie is? Because it seemed <laughs> like the only reason this whole thing happened was because he didn't want to dig. 
He just kept throwing the shovel. You did. And it was like literally like eight inches of dirt for $200,000. Like, shoot, Tuco and dig that out. He's like, nope, you do it. Right, which comes back later when he's like, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. Right. You dig. There's a lot of... There's a lot of dig talk, and I'm like, that's what's happening here? Is this Dig Dug the movie? Right. And so then he goes, okay, here's what's going to happen. Uh, Angel Eyes, you're going to give me one of your guns. Tuco's going to use this shitty gun I gave him with no bullets in it. <laughs> and we're going to have ourselves a Mexican standoff. Right? Right. And I'm going to write the name on the bottom of this rock. And, you know, whoever's left standing is going to look at that. And that's that's should, how it's going to be. We should change the name of this podcast to Spoiler Alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's going to watch this stupid movie. <laughs> we need to we need to go back. We need to go back for a second, but I think we should take a time out here. Go to our sponsor. Okay. Okay. When when we come back, we'll wrap up good, the bad, the ugly. Nice tease. Check out I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Bill, I'm surprised that you didn't bring up the scene of Tuco running around the graveyard for a really long time with a camera spinning around like they were about to enter Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Of course. It was a good choice. Yeah. You kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, you seem to have uh, had a real issue with the music in this movie. By music, do you mean the same three notes played the whole movie? <laughs> oh, it sets it sets such a tone for that movie. Wah, wah, wah. That's my favorite. My favorite part of the movie is that music. So it's great. It is. It's amazing. And so part of the reason the music is like that is because they didn't have a whole lot of money for the music, so they had to do everything with limited instrumentation. They didn't have like a full orchestra or anything. So that's why it sounds that way. But the minimalism of it. Uh, Paired with the starkness of the desert, I think really works. <laughs> I mean, nice face for a podcast, Bill. But, yeah. Um, for yeah, everyone well, at home, Bill just made the jerking off motion, the international <laughs> sign for jerking off. Real clean. Um, so all these podcasts are market explicit. Listen at your own risk. <laughs> Perfect. So you. Uh, you're at the point now where they're about to have their standoff with the rock with the name yeah. on the bottom. Okay. So thanks for bringing me back there. Cause You're I have a problem with this. <laughs> Cause one, we already know Blondie's a liar. He's well, already they don't lied. Know that. Well, Tuco does. He's well, already yeah, lied to him once about where the money is. Right. So in my mind, if you're angel eyes, you, there's there's only two options that you can believe at this point. Either the actual name is written on that stone, or it's not. Right. 
Well, that's why they don't shoot him. No, that doesn't make sense because he's going to try and shoot him in the standoff. It takes so long. There's a reason why they're all thinking about let's not. Why don't they just shoot each other and just go for it? And take that. Rock? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if 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 Angel Eyes is going to go along with this at all, he should just shoot him as soon as he finishes writing on the stone. Right. Plus, how long does it take to write nothing? <laughs> <laughs> well, he pretended like he did it. Okay. The thing is, is you you got to look at at Angel Eyes and Tuco. Okay, we know that Tuco is a really good shot, right? Yeah. Angel Eyes probably no slouch himself. These guys are pretty knowledgeable in the way of guns. Is that how you say things about good at shooters? Sure. <laughs> those are none of those were words. That was but, real um, astute. You have to be very cautious around Blondie, right? I mean, he's like, he might as well be the Terminator of the Old West, right? Well, how many times uh, did he almost die and just like, no kind of show up? <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Bill? Did the, t- did the Terminator shoot guns well? I mean, I mean, you don't think he did? He's just in... Seems I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I just, I thought he Wait, was like a robot. Hold on. Like a robot guy, not a, not a gun shooter guy. Um, okay. so, I mean, sure. I don't know how good the Terminator shoots per se, but he's just kind of invincible. Don't you think that that's kind of how Clint was? I mean, I don't know much about the Terminator. Uh, Why not? he's a robot, right? You wait. Are you saying you haven't seen the Terminator? Because I haven't seen the movies. Oh, yes. I, don't know I have is. not seen the Terminator. Okay, Ryan, put it on the list. Put it on the list. That's Arnold. That's Arnold. That's Arnold, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Could you not take three tries to say his last name? Because <laughs> it's a hard name to say. I think we've kicked a dead horse enough. <laughs> Speaking of dead horses, do you also think it's weird when you watch movies from back then and these cannons blow up or gunshots and all these horses fall down and you're like, that's real. Those horses <laughs> yeah. are not having a good time in this movie. Right. Yeah, there's there's no um, no animals were harmed in the making of this film at the end of no. Good, Bad, the Ugly. Definitely not. No. I was watching part of it with my eight-year-old, and he he was like, "Did he just kill that horse?" <laughs> yeah, and he might have. Yeah. Okay, well, but so we- but here's the thing. So I no, there's one last thing I have to say before we before we put a bow on this. I went back after I finished the movie and started the Mexican standoff scene again. This time with the stopwatch running <laughs> because it felt like forever. I just put three hours into this movie and I have to look at their eyeballs going back and forth for a while. And I I timed it and I want you guys to guess how long in actual real time that standoff takes before they draw their guns and fire from when they first start standing there staring at each other. Well, you know, they're trying to put you in. You, They want you to feel it. That's the whole point of this movie, right? You got to feel the desolation and the length and getting across the desert and trying to get this money so i'm gonna say sure a true and in a situation like that what would you say feels like a long time it's supposed to feel like forever but i'm gonna say 47 seconds and i'm gonna go um 38 seconds yeah okay so because because those things like 48 seconds 30 seconds, a minute feels like a long time, right? 
when uh-huh. nothing's happening. Yeah. 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 It feels like a long time. You know what? It feels like too long of a time. What? Two minutes and 56 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That's how long that scene actually takes. It is a legitimate two minutes and 56 seconds of them moving their eyeballs back and forth and looking Wait, at each other. It's way too long. Is that when just the eyeball? Is that just the eyeballs part or is that them like pacing around and like shifting around and is that from when standing? they are standing? No, no, no. From when they're in their positions, from when they're in their positions to when he fires the gun is two minutes and 56 seconds. That's nice. a real long time. Well, yeah. Well, okay. You probably didn't put a timer on it, but like it's also a real long time when Tuco's standing on top of that cross trying to not get hung. And when Blondie rides away, but like, that's going to feel like a long time with a noose around your neck, right? It's not three minutes. <laughs> it might be. It's pretty long. It's not a legitimate two. The standoff is 2% of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a long movie. Well, you know. Uh, 2%? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just know, had to do the math in my head. 60 minutes and yeah, an hour, yeah, yeah. not 100. No, 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 no. the director. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it was crazy. I think it's time to whip out the clemometer. We should probably get to the clemometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clemometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, kilometer and homework. I said kilometer. Everyone, it's time for the most favoritist part of the podcast, the kilometer, where Bill puts things on a fictitious thermometer. Well, to interject here, one of our new segments on the podcast is me and Ryan's guessing where Bill's going to put this. And I feel like we have failed miserably, Ryan. Yeah. After the conversation we had. And I feel like we. And I still have no idea because I have not. I have not listened to that segment. So I do not know what your guesses were yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I, the depth. Like it was fair. I would amend my guess, but I don't <laughs> think I should do that. I feel like the depths of Bill's taste have no bounds. No, that's true. Um. So, uh, Bill, um, don't tell us yet, but have you, you have your number ready to go? I do. I have it written down. I have it locked in. All right. Final well, answer. I'll tell you that mine and Ryan's guesses were Ryan was at a 55 and I was at a 61. So, I f- okay. I feel I'll like follow. from your review today, it's going to be a little bit 27. lower. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we've got just to recap: a Christmas Story at sixty-eight, Goodfellas at sixty, Full Metal Jacket at fifty-nine, Blues Brothers at fifty-one, a selection of Rolling Stone songs at forty-four, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure down at uh, one. One. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I put the good, the bad, and the ugly at forty-two. So not not quite as low as your second guess there, Rick, but it is, other than Pee-wee, 
the worst movie I have had to watch so far. Uh, full combination of storyline being all over the place, the sound being terrible, oh the acting God. being terrible. And I would rather listen to selections from the Rolling Stones than watch that movie again. <laughs> I would hope. Well, I would hope so, but that doesn't seem like well, the best. Path. And when I say that, I mean it as a bad thing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that we talked a lot about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And obviously, your taste is terrible as usual. But this, during the this course, is not a good movie. <laughs> during the course, oh well. Let me go. Let me just check while we're here. You know, this isn't all. It's not always the end all be all. But Rotten Tomatoes is, seems like a pretty good gauge of movies. So I, let me just check the Rotten Tomatoes score here. Um, the critics give it a 97% out of 100. The audience score of this movie, which there was 239,835 reviews, also came in at 97%. It's pretty near a perfect movie. Okay, but here's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, none of those reviews are from people who were watching it when it first came out because there was no Rotten Tomatoes when it came out. Okay. And so all of those people are going back and reviewing it after either watching it again or being like, oh, I remember watching that when I was a kid and liking it. Those numbers are totally uh, nostalgia inflated. They're so you, they, don't, they don't reflect the actual quality of the movie like my numbers do. So you think 300,000 people had all seen the movie already and then reviewed it again. Yes. You don't think any of them had just seen it for the first time? No. Wait, I think 3% of them had. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> nice zinger. Um, all right. Well, you know, Ryan, we're never going to change anyone's mind on this. Um, but I think where we're at here is, you know, we usually have a little list of what Bill should be watching. But sometimes we get a little nugget and a glimmer of all the things that Bill really doesn't know. Right. And during this pod, I'm pretty sure I heard him say he's never seen the Terminator. Which is amazing. I mean, yeah, even I <laughs> even giving the given the time that the Terminator yeah. came out, that movie is so huge and so pop culture. Yeah. Um, but so here's my issue with Terminator is <clears throat> I don't want to spread this out too long, but I think Bill has to watch Terminator and T2 Judgment Day, right? Yeah, I feel like they work together. You have to see both of them. Yeah, and I think it's I, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell him anything about those two movies, and I don't want to even yeah. discuss them per se, except for his perspective. But um, I'll be curious to see how this all turns out. Bill, are you willing to watch Terminator and Terminator 2 for next week? You know it. Sign me up. Love it. Um, well, what do you think those movies are about? Okay, so like you said, it may be surprising that I haven't seen these movies. I'll give you that. But it's only because these movies are kind of like in the zeitgeist, right? They're like, they're movies that people know about. And I, I, I think I pretty much have a bead on what these movies are about. Yeah. Right? So, so there's these robots that are called Cylons, I think. And, uh, I think they're at war with humanity. 
And I can't remember if people made them and they like evolved like the matrix or if they came from outer space or not. But, um, there's someone it's like, uh, I know there was a movie about, I mean, there was a TV show about Terminator called the Sarah Connor Chronicles. So I think like she's in it and she like, she, wait, she like the actress, (laughs) Sarah Connor is in it. Who? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's someone with short hair, some old actress with short hair. Um, it's like, uh, I don't think it's Jamie Lee Curtis, but it, she reminds me of her, I think. Um, well, I, just, I think it's more interesting that you just said Sarah Connor's in the movie. I don't, I don't know who Sarah Connor is per se, but it's well, fine. I, I just know that that's a character from the movie. And so these, these okay. robots from space future are, they're either losing the war, or they've lost the war but they send one of their robots back to like murder the person who was going to stop the war. Right. It's like her son. Um, I think his name is John Connor maybe. And so, I mean, it seems weird because I thought that Arnold would play like a hero, but from what I understand, like he's the robot guy, he's the Terminator. So I think he's like been sent back in time to assassinate John Connor. So that's what I'm going to say. Cylons, Robots from outer space go back in time. They send Arnold Schwarzenegger back in time to assassinate someone named John Connor. Okay. And okay. this is, so now the Cylons in part, they're in part one or part two. I don't know what part two is about at all. I mean, maybe, you know, let's, let's maybe they win. Okay. So here's what I would do. If that was the story of part one, what I'd do in part two is like, oh, that wins. And no. The robot has to fail. So maybe they send like another robot back. Like they try it again earlier or something or like try and kill the mom before she has the kid or something like that. Okay. Okay. Well, interesting. And that's Terminator and Terminator (laughs) 2. I don't even need to watch them. In a nutshell. I, you know what? I'm going to give you this. You got to watch at least one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did I get Terminator 2 wrong? I'm not, I don't know what you did. We're going to find out. We're going to find out um, together we, next week on the miseducation of sheltered bill. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast where I'm going to sign off and, you know, mute my headphones and, and not pay attention anymore. And Rick and Ryan are going to have a private conversation about Terminator and Terminator two and how they think I will feel about the movie. Okay. Bill has left the chat. And he's stuffing his face with Reese's pieces. I like how he muted himself, but did he mute us? Um, all right. So, Ryan, we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we're going to set, you know, differentiate these numbers, right? Yeah. Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Um, I'm going to, oh, let me get mine written down here. And, yeah, uh, I've got to think through this because I, I think I need to recalibrate my whole method of thought after the revelations we've had today. Uh, yeah. He'll do that to you, you know, but I think that you really can't get a good grasp on what he's ever going to do. It makes no sense. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Yeah. He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a smoking jacket. Right. I feel like what I do, I'm going to give you a little inside baseball here. I like to take a rough estimate of my liking of these movies Mm -hmm. and then drop him about 20 points right and i think that's about where he's gonna fall 
See, I kind of did that with my last score, and it failed miserably. <laughs> right. Well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, I feel like, don't, don't you feel like the Terminator movies, um, especially T2, Yeah, it can't fail. Like, he's going to, I think these movies, he's going to like them. He's has to, he has to like at least the second one. The yeah. second one, I think, do you agree that second one is better than the first one? Yeah, it's more modern. It's more of an actual blockbuster. Like yeah, Terminator was, 1 was an 80s movie, and Terminator 2 yeah. was like, oh, we know how to make a lot of money on a movie. I feel like when I saw Terminator 1, I was a little kid, and my dad, yeah. lo- he liked that he loved that movie, right? Yeah. But when T2 came out, I loved that movie. Right. You know, that's part of it, right? Like, um, And I think, I'm pretty sure, it's like 100% of Rotten I think it's got, I think it's a perfect 100% of Rotten Tomatoes, I'm pretty sure. Um, But, yeah, so I got my numbers here. All right, you want to go with it? I think I've got sure. my number. So I'm putting T- Terminator 1 at 63 on the kilometer, but I'm going to really get some heat going on T2 at 76 degrees. 76 degrees. Yeah, I think it's going to beat Christmas Story. Okay. Um, I think that uh, T1 is going to be right in there, in there in that Goodfellas range. So I'm going to say it's going to be like a 54 for T1. And then I I am with you that I think he's going to really latch on to T2. But uh, I think it's going to go even higher than yours. I'm going, uh, uh, wait, what was yours? 76. I'm going to go 78. Whoa. It's getting hot in here. I'm going to fail miserably because he is uncrackable nut he's the enigma all right let's bring him back in to wrap this thing up for the night bill or day bill he look at this i mean how does he not he see just looked at the screen <laughs> <laughs> we did that for a long time <laughs> <laughs> well it's just it's just evidence that i wasn't cheating <laughs> yeah all right um so how's that segment that- going it went great. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> a, we don't know what you're gonna work, what you are going to score it, and B, um, we don't know what we're doing. So once again, Bill, the kilometer is a huge disappointment, <laughs> and we'll see what we get out of the Terminator next week. Both um, Terminators. I'm still, actually. I'm still waiting for you guys to find something good enough to crack a seventy. <laughs> well, I think we've done it. I think that you're gonna I think you know I think we've done it. I'm also putting together a list of movies that are in my mind classics that do break 70 on the kilometer. And so one of these days we're gonna talk about one of these and I'm gonna give you guys an assignment. <laughs> I'm I'm ready. Um, I'm waiting for it because I'm I'm gonna flex my muscles and uh, really rip some of these movies a new one i didn't sign up for that <laughs> so i'm not sure if i'm all down with that <laughs> well i think that just about does it for uh this week's episode of the miseducation of sheltered bill uh really do appreciate you that's guys all listening. the bill you can handle this week yes um i've handled way more than i think i could um we sure do appreciate you listening um please go ahead and uh, check out all of our sponsors, uh, give them a, fo- uh, a follow. Check out their website. 
Make sure to use the uh, promo codes. That lets them know that you're listening to us and they want to pay us more. Uh, please follow on all the socials. Miseducation of Bill on Twitter and Instagram. Miseducation of Bill at Gmail. We'll have a new episode next week. Please subscribe. Make sure you get the uh, notifications for that brand new episode coming out every Monday at midnight. Rick, you got anything left for this week? I, I do. Uh, make sure you guys hit us up on the email. Um, it's a little lacking right now. We want to hear from you. Talk yeah, to you definitely. Week. We we want to hear what the fans want to hear as far as what we're going to drag Bill through and put it on the lower half of the kilometer so that then he can talk crap about all your favorite movies and then bring up some real garbage that's going to be in the high 70s in the kilometer. Bill, do you have a Yeah, retort? but maybe one of you guys can actually suggest a good movie, unlike these guys. <laughs> I doubt it. Ugh. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Team.
tables at the Snake Saloon When the sheriff started walked into the bar I took that town for all they had To the sheriff started by the hand Led her to the town lost in fear But she got greedy in the night Took the cash and then took flight So I had to cut her in here Sometimes hell comes dressed in black And now it's time for me to disappear